Hi and welcome to the Spin & Co podcast, where every episode will take you behind the spin on what it's like to work and run one of Australia's leading brand agencies. From marketing to PR and digital, we'll talk about it all. Hi everyone and thanks for joining us again for another episode. Today we are talking about the Instagram life. So one of Sam's favourite topics is people who are, you know, trying to big themselves up on Instagram. When they I don't, don't know if it's my really. favourite topic I at think all. it is one of your favourite topics, Sam. You rant about it quite you a lot. You honestly don't stop talking about Sam. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> Aaron's getting in on this for just humour moments, but he doesn't believe that at all. <laughs> so quite specifically what we're talking about is people who pretend they have better lives than they actually do on Instagram it's for, the sake of, for right. the sake of promoting their businesses almost. Is that kind of what we're but that's looking not, at? Again, I'm not bothered by it. I don't know what I think. Okay, but you talk about it a lot. I a lot. I, I ask it in different situations because I like to get different people's opinions. Well, we're going to get four opinions today because <laughs> today is starring obviously Sam and myself. We also have with us the DOP, Aaron. Hey, how are we doing? And we have content manager, Amber. Hello, how are you going? Good. <laughs> to know, Aaron. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. Sam, you kick it off. Oh, I'll kick it off. Go on. Um. Okay, great. Um. Look, I... My thoughts are inconclusive in this space, which I have said many times before. My thought is this. When somebody goes out and they want to start a business, they go and buy a laptop, they go and buy, you know, books, pens, relevant equipment in order to perform the job for which they are going to offer the service in this business, whatever it might be. So is that comparable or the same thing as going out and buying a Gucci belt, Louis Vuitton shoes and a Balmain t-shirt and then posting about those things on Instagram to give the perception that you are successful to therefore draw clients into your, you know, seven-figure marketing genius funnel <laughs> thing. Is it the same? Are they tools that achieve an end goal? And that's the question we're being asked today. That is the question that's being asked. My view, I think, is why not? I mean, I think that it's more on the consumer. So, for instance, if a real estate driver, a real estate agent drives up in a really nice car, your impression is they're a good real estate agent. Yeah. If they drive up in a, you know, crap heap. <laughs> you're I don't like, know what a crap mm. heap is, Courtney, but all right. Define a crap heap. <laughs> I don't know much about cars, but something maybe that's not quite roadworthy. <laughs> Okay, fair Datsun enough. Datsun 180. <laughs> um, you know, if you rocked up, if you know, if my real estate agent, as bad as it sounds, rocks up in that car or somebody rocks up in a nice new Mercedes, I'm having different impressions of those people based on their car because one can afford a nicer car than the other. But it doesn't necessarily mean anything. One could be leasing it and the other one could just be, you know, tight with their money. That's really shallow, Courtney. Well, I am saying it's not quite right, but it <laughs> yeah, is an impression that I make. So again, people do the same thing with Instagram. When they see people have a Gucci belt, they're, you know, it implies success, I think. All right. Let me phrase the question in a far more blunt context. Oh is it okay to perpetuate a lie in order to gain financial success? No. Is it a lie though? Amber's, what do you mean? They bought the Gucci belt. If I'm going to assume someone's successful because they own a Gucci belt, that's on me, not on the person that bought it. Okay, hang on. The post itself never is, here's my singular Gucci belt on this. It always comes in a package that is perpetuating a lifestyle that isn't real. For example, the the most public example is, was it Bow Wow? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Who posted and said... 
heading to Houston for the day and it was a private jet and Mercedes parked out the front and then he posted that, then boarded his JetBlue economy flight (laughs) like the peasant that he is and then someone saw him and posted a photo. Actually, on his phone, he was posting it at the time or something. Yeah. I thought the phone was somewhere related. Like they were behind him or something and like they got him like mid-post. actually doing it, yeah. So they posted the photo of him posting this lie to perpetuate the idea Do you know what else Bow Wow did? Oh. He oh. paid a bunch of girls to chase after him, <gasps> pretending to be so excited that it oh was him. God. And like, How much? yeah, he got found out that he was like paying. <laughs> Where do you like, find these services? I'm sorry. If you got a twenty five dollar drink card in service <laughs> on a Saturday night, I'm getting a That's order. Hilarious! People. Wow. Yeah. So he several times. Now, here we go. The tone in your voice then was very interesting. Wow, like. That's a bit low, isn't it? And yet you have <laughs> just low. said it's fine because you'd hire the real estate agent with the baller leased car. Well, Is it not the same thing? Would you hire Bow Wow to be your real estate agent? I would. <laughs> I love Bow Wow. <laughs> Bow Wow to the I end, mean, I, I say. I think the difference is, is like it doesn't matter how much hype is around you. If I don't like the song, I'm not going to like the song. So it doesn't really – but I, it does make me think he's successful. But then I also would think like that song was a good 15 years ago that I <laughs> – that song is – I still have his greatest since. hits on my phone. Um, <laughs> good for you. Thank he appreciates your support. You don't listen hard songs? enough though because he's flying at Colby JetBlue, in case you're wondering. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think, I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe I am against it. I don't even know. Yeah, I, this is the problem. This is where I am. Some mm. days in certain situations you're like, you're scum. And then some yeah. days you're like, oh, I get it. You're a, you're hustling. <laughs> yeah. Hustling. <laughs> Wankers. Um, that's where I'm at. You'd, in this, certain situations it's it's tacky and no good. But in some mm. situations, well, it's a means to an end. Aaron, but I mean, but I mean. Thoughts? Bow Wow. I mean, did Bow Wow do it? say it every time. Did Bow Wow do it to like, you know, sell something or like, I guess like he's selling like his brand, but like, I don't know. I think, I think if someone's like trying to sell something like hard on you, like, you know, it's like this entrepreneur or whatever, and they've got like some business that they want you to be a part of. um, And they like constantly bloat all these, wow, I nearly locked over my water. That could have been bad. (laughs) 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 Um, If they constantly put up these products um, on their Instagram that they're living this high high-end lifestyle, um, I think it comes down to like the audience and if the audience wants to take that take that on face value and be like, oh, wow, they mm-hmm. are successful, I should join up. Whereas I feel like Bow Wow did it more to be like, look at me. Um, I'm still relevant. I'm still relevant and rich. But is that not like you see him being relevant, flying in jets and stuff? That's If, if he posted jumping on my economy flight today, that would hurt his brand. I oh, mean, we might be like, what a down-to-earth guy. <laughs> yeah, well, we can relate. Is that what people are looking for in their rappers, down-to-earth? No, yeah, we're Kanye. looking for like I think that's ballers. how we got his brand, isn't it? <laughs> that's why we like Post Malone, right? <laughs> because yeah, like, um, are we all real consumers in the room? This is just lies. But, and not to bring it down a little bit, but if we look at the definition of fraud, in Queensland. Oh, yeah. no. Get the law textbook out. Well, you could get the act out if you want. You'd be referring to Section 408C of the Queensland <laughs> Criminal Code 1899. But what I can tell you is that that is, this would be very close to towing that line. And as a separate note, while everyone jumps on me because I bring up Section 408C quite often on any chance I get, 
Um, in fact, it was actually referenced in an um, Mumbrella ran an article last week that was a law firm came out and said Instagram influencers need to get real real scared here. Ooh. Because yes. it's um yeah. But funnily enough, they didn't go criminal. They just said that you could be liable. The company could sue you for fraud. Uh, yeah. not criminal fraud. Um just to recoup the money. They didn't go as far as to say it could be criminal. Right. Which, so you know. On the flip side, anyway. so you know, they're posting I've got my Gucci belt, I'm out having lunch and here's my strategically placed watch or handbag or like whatever it is. If you if you are trying to promote your business, what should they be posting? Like here's my country road bag. I just think maybe it's also about not pretending to be someone you're not. And if say like your friends see you day to day and you're rocking like, I don't know, like a Kmart top, which is nothing wrong with that, or like a, a cheap handbag and then all of a sudden you're living the high life on Instagram, that's just not like you're not being true to yourself either and I think it's about like making sure you're being as authentic as you can. But then would you hire a business brand? management that has everything from Kmart? But this goes to a, a deeper issue in like society in the fact that if you look at an Instagram account, does do people truly want to follow a, a genuine story? Like if you're a real estate agent, you've just started, you've got nothing and you're going from the bottom up. Now – this is very much a Gary V thing where he says like document, don't create and follow your entire life and whatever. My concern is, is that the first seven years of that story, no one gives a shit about, no one's mm. going to follow. Yeah. It's not until year eight where you are the baller that people care. And so ultimately on social media, people want to follow aspirational. They don't want to wake up every morning and get a downer from your post. They want to see like, oh yeah, it's Monday, I'm going to kill it because I want to jet like this guy or I want a Mercedes like this guy. Like, So ultimately people will follow that and so you get ahead of yourself. The whole idea of you know, you're saying what would you have posted if it's not the baller lifestyle? It would be the process. But then the problem is the process isn't interesting to many people until you get to the point where you're actually successful. So everyone wants to jump ahead to start posting as if they are successful and therefore get the followers and then hopefully it sort of catches up, which, you know, has been done many times before. But still the point is I think there's you've got to look at what the person's trying to do it for to an extent. If you're perpetuating that fraud in order to induce someone into a decision, so like if you're trying to get people to join your mastermind, you want them to pay a certain amount of money Mm. or to hire you to do whatever it is and you're creating this concept that you've done it before and and that has made you super wealthy and they pay you to do so, then you can't actually perform the task. Therefore, you've been introducing something that you can't actually do. That's that's where it is fraud. But like now, I think maybe just don't so give fluid. business advice on how to be successful if you've never had a business or been successful. I think that's more the moral of the story. Yeah. I mean, that certainly is part of it. But then, should real estate agents not be driving cars they, you know, can't technically afford? But they can because they can lease them. But if they're hemorrh- if they're mortgaging their entire life to just be able to afford the car and they're eating baked beans five days a week to, because they can't support both. Is that a smart or not? For example, one of our clients told me a phenomenal story many years ago when he was in um, finance, in brokering. He met with a guy and said, I want to finance, you know, on behalf of the institution you work for, I want to finance your um, your property. And the guy said, I'll give you one property. And he said, yeah, okay, got it, great deal. It was one of his first deals. And then the guy walked him outside. And when he got outside, the car the person was driving was like a, you know, not not a bad car, but not not a fancy car. And so then the guy said to him, is that the car that you drive? He said, yeah. And he said, well, you can't work with me driving a car like that, come back inside. And so then he gave him eight or nine or whatever the number was, more properties, and then said, but the next time you come, you must be driving a nice car. Mm-hmm. And so he went and bought the nice car. And that sort of started the whole, you know, process on for which he became successful in that space. And so... Again, it just raises the question of, I mean, it's, it, you go back to the original adage of, do you dress for the job that you have, the job that you want? You know, is that 
Is it yeah. is it similar or is it not similar? This, I, I don't know the answer. This is why I just always circle the drain on the same yeah. question because there's different. Um, <laughs> you circle the drain there, did you? Yeah. I mean, there's, it depends. I think some industries are more than others. So I think real estate or even PR. You know, Roxy Jusenko, she talks a lot about how she needs to be wearing the top labels and everything because it gives an impression. Um, and then you know, real so what's estate, different about sure, that? The more but, like, if my do. doctor rocks up. Without a great car, I don't really care. That doesn't say success mm. to me, a doctor doing it because you sometimes even get the impression like, oh, well, my money's going to his car. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you go into any doctor's surgery, all of them will have their degrees plastered on their walls. Name another industry that does that. It's law, a different version, isn't it? Because, oh, yeah, to a certain extent because it's it's a an ego play on I spent this or, I, you know, et cetera. So you put awards up or, you know, you this, that and the other. I mean, go into a producer in Hollywood's office, I can tell you, before you get through the door, you're passing by every award they've ever received regardless of what it is. Yeah. But, you know, in, in certain industries that's possible but in some it's not. So, you know, and it's, it's, it's that – it might have been a meme or just a photo, I don't know. Many years ago, Jay-Z, a photo of him comes out and he's wearing gold chains like you wouldn't believe and, you know, very mm, opulent wealth yeah. on him. Oh, and yeah. the next photo yeah. is yeah. now when he's actually worth, you know, the better part of a billion dollars yeah. and he's just wearing a T-shirt and shorts and nothing else. Well, it's like that photo of like Bill Gates and Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg where it's like not a Gucci belt in sight. And they yeah. say like and they're wearing like... 150 yeah. billion in the room them, and yeah. no mm. Gucci belts in sight. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, and that's that's the irony. But again... But I would bet if you went to their garage, there'd be something impressive in there. Yeah, but again... <laughs> sure, they're look, not driving around crappy cars. <laughs> they're Surely they're living in luxury. Style. <laughs> oh, I mean, Bill Gates built his house into the side of a mountain for security Yeah, purposes. so maybe yeah, they're not wearing watching. Gucci belts, but they're spending the money somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Bill Gates is trying to fix global... <laughs> Health crises, but um, but you know what I mean. Like again, you look at Jay Z did that. Now he doesn't need to because he could he could go around in Kmart clothes and then they'd be trendy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Kanye West got around like a homeless person and started a global trend. Mm. You know what I mean? And that and he was wearing at the time clothes that were worth nothing because his Yeezy line was worth you know what I mean? it was nothing, and he created it. But is that the point that Jay Z did it? And now he's who he is. So now he doesn't need to anymore. Was mm. it part of this whole facade where? Because I mean, like in the rap world, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm certainly not a rapper. But um, do you not? Don't you create a persona? Is that not? Well, I think years yeah. ago when rap started to become really popular, um, when it was like I don't even know when I'm going to say some words now. <laughs> you know, like Run DMC and all those kinds of guys. It was all very blingy. That was the yeah. style. That very like early 90s kind of vibe. It was all very blingy, whereas now when you mm. look at Kanye and Drake, it's kind of more that urban vibe no, without but the bling. No, they're the I think top, it's part of the come style. down one. You look at DJ Khaled, you look at, they are still wearing it. It's not changed. Mm. They're rolling around with, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in rings and mm, necklaces. Yeah. And I think the problem is once you look at the very, very top that don't need to prove anything, yeah. Drake and all these people, it's like they could get around in whatever they wanted. It wouldn't make a difference. Yeah. I think it's the medium people that yeah. are trying to get to that next yeah, level. That want to be at that stage it. in there. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it's almost like it's definitely like a culture thing, I think, in the rap game especially. Like that's kind of what yeah, it's always almost – they've always like kind of been about that. And yeah, it's still totally. it's still somewhat still about that, so – but where does that apply to the rest of the world? Where is does that apply bad? to Instagram? Is <laughs> yeah. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it allowed? Amber, thoughts? I just think Instagram, like you really, when you're scrolling through, like, you know, you're kind of guilty of believing everything that you see and then you kind of just have to stop and be like, well, this actually isn't real. 
Yes. And you kind of have to just like pinch yourself and be like, what are you doing? Stop comparing mm. your life to someone else's life. And I've, I know so many people who, you know, they're completely different, you know, through their Instagram feed than they are in real life and what they're putting up isn't really authentic. And so it's just like what's real here and but you also kind of don't know what their brand is. And if you're trying to, I guess, promote your business and doing this but then you're living a whole different kind of life, I don't know, I just feel like it's fake too. Yeah, but then people say they want authentic but then they're not going to like that photo, are they? So do they really want it? No. Well, and then that's that's the market issue. I mean, people can say one thing but ultimately our yeah. Instagrams prove the other. It's hard with yeah. Instagram. I mean, that's what's – it's the same reason that – the. I mean, the only reason that collabs now, in my opinion, are bigger than – again, I don't know this factually, but I believe collabs are bigger now than they've ever been ever before. Um, and I think that's because – you want the supreme stuff to be able to put on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. To be able to show that you have it and nobody else has it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. before you had to physically go out in it and so it wasn't quite as big mm-hmm. of a status thing. And so now you put it out there and whatnot. But at the same time, if you look at business in a more general aspect, the idea is that you shouldn't sell something that you that can't be sold. You know what I mean? Like if it's not working, you should change the way that you sell it or the process, whatever it is, however you've got to go about it. But the idea is that we can see to an extent this is what the market consumes, right? Mm-hmm. They consume blingy wealth, blah, blah, blah. So as a smart person who sees that, is it not then the smart business thing to do than to go after it? If you know that's what a market's craving, why not attack it? Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, like it's girls who get in a bikini and take photos in certain ways. They know that's what the market's doing, so mm. that's what they go after yeah. and do. But it's for some reason this is it seems taboo to an extent, but realistically you should see it and then you could go, well, that's what the market wants. Yeah. Therefore, that's what my Instagram will portray. Well, let's have a look at that then. You have a lot of designer items, Sam. Anyone who meets you in real life can see quite obviously the designer stuff you have, uh, yet you don't well, really see it I wouldn't say it it's on, too obvious. Well, I mean. Shoes, sure. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. I mean, you're not wearing like you know fifty cent necklaces, right? <laughs> I'm not. Well, not yet. But what sure? I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, in real life, you can tell that you've got designer items on. Whereas on Instagram, it's just mainly Ralph Lauren that you can tell that you're wearing. Yes. Why don't you? If you're saying that's what the market wants, you can afford it. You have been successful. Why aren't you putting that out? Well, there? it's it's my personal belief that you look like a wanker that I don't like it like I, I I don't feel that I need to do it I'm also not trying to sell a product that is you know is based upon that either so it doesn't bother me but also I mean I think it's 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 not dissimilar I don't own that many products that are extremely Larry per se or very you know what I mean like I don't own a one Gucci item I don't like I don't have a lot of stuff that's very in your face my shoes are as close as it gets and they're quite literally not in your face because they're on the floor um, but you know what I mean like I don't own a lot of stuff that's really loud that you know that it's a very yeah, you don't have like piece. t-shirts that say like Balmain on them and everything no I don't have that I don't wear a like jacket a, with a Louis Vuitton coat. on the back I'm not wearing a faux fur coat do you know what I mean like it's not very but if you had gotten your hands on the Supreme stuff would you be wearing it Look, I probably own the hoodie, but I, I don't know that I'd actually ever wear it. What, I just what really one? wanted it. The what? red Louis Vuitton red. one. Oh, yeah. I just really wanted it, but I don't I, – I, would, I wouldn't wear a hoodie out. I don't care whose brand's I've on. seen you wear a T-shirt that has <laughs> Celine on it, Sam. Totally different. Totally different because <laughs> that's the supreme brand, really, isn't it? In terms of supreme, they are trumps by the supreme, Just to be clear, Celine. that's not the luxury brand, Celine. That's Celine Dion, the singer. <laughs> but you know what? The shirt's funny because on the front it says on the left-hand side – I'm just trying to get the wording right. So I get it wrong and say it wrong and it'll be lame. Um, guess who's back? 
And then on the back, it's a huge picture of her turned around with her back to the front, looking over her shoulder, and then it says Celine's back. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Now that's marketing. It was also the campaign that was all over Vegas when I was there that's too. So the whole good. way it was just Celine's back and it's her back. <laughs> and there's marketing. Oh, you oh that's wonderful. Anyway, going to all of her shows when she comes to Australia. <laughs> not Perth, not find that far. Love her, but not that much. <laughs> if but she said I she'd meet you there, you'd go. <laughs> I was in London, Aaron. There I was. <laughs> there is no geographical boundary for that. Um, yes, I don't know. I don't have an answer for it, but I think it's just. I think it's funny. I think it's. I mean, a different yeah. I feel like. I feel like it's definitely like situational, like depending on. But why is it situational? I don't know. That's I a think problem. Moral of the story is: if you're going to hire someone based on what their Instagram feed looks like, then you're. But it's a moron. not hiring someone. Generally oh, speaking, totally. we're talking about Absolutely. average consumer. Yeah, but we're also talking about business kind of people trying to put themselves out there as successful. I don't. It doesn't. I don't really think it matters if you dupe the random guy down the street. It's only mattering. You don't think it matters if you dupe the random guy down the street. There's if the he's quote not the little guy, the if little guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, just like someone consuming your Instagram feed. If someone's going to hire you, then you can't take out hire because the average consumer is not who we're talking about. Like they can't afford to hire anyone. Well, there's no real impact on if I consume somebody's photo and go, "Oh, George can afford a Gucci belt." No, no, no. Because who then cares? you go on to purchase their ebook for ninety nine dollars. Yes. If you then get, that's what I mean. I'm know. saying the average guy is the person, as in that's just consuming the Instagram feed. But if you're yeah, actually whatever. selling something or hiring them or whatever and you're going to be duped by a Gucci belt, then you're a fool. It's your own fault. So there's mm. no Look a little protection. deeper. Is because it the same Gucci belt every single photo? He is to go is to the other end of the spectrum. Is Let's, it a fake Gucci belt? Well, exactly. you know. Were they in Thailand recently? Did you see those photos? Oh, I know mm. plenty of them. Don't we all? <laughs> but then go on the other end of the spectrum, look at Tony Robbins, right? Tony Robbins I find an interesting example because – if you look at Tony, his entire brand is, I mean, it's, you know, limitless. Everyone, he's the king and he's the greatest thing that's ever happened and whatever. But if you look at his events, right, take them in Australia, take them anywhere in the world. They grow every year. There's more and more people. Now it's repeat attendees, right? You wouldn't be able to get more people every year if it's the same people weren't turning out plus more. So it's the same people going every year. Is he duping all those people? What are they getting out of it? Well, they get that two-day high, Sam. And okay, but they don't. Mm. But they're not sold on it being a two day high. They're sold on a change. Yeah, but of they life. just remember that two days where they were like, "Yes, I'm gonna kill it." Hashtag hustle. <laughs> and yeah. then a few days later, you know, it's like, "Oh, I've let's go to another one." They need like. the top up. I've heard, Aaron. I've heard. How enlightening. Well, this is a PG. It's a Tony um, Robbins. It's explicit. No, we're explicit. You can say cocaine. Or explicit. Cocaine all the way then. Well, But is that not the same level of duping? He advertises change your life. That's literally the wording he uses. Yeah, but change some people, he can't do it for everyone, but there are some people that like But he knows there's people in that room who come every time. Him. They spend $4,000 to sit there in the room with him. They go in, they come out the same person for 24 hours they love themselves and they push yeah, the trolleys back the to where they are at work and that's the end of it. I mean, don't they? Mm. Well, is, is that like saying that Weight Watchers dupes you or Jenny Craig? Absolutely because, it is. Yeah. But is they it? help a lot of people lose weight, but yes, a lot of people put it back on. <laughs> Yes, but look, I look. I think that there's. I mean, Weight, Weight Watchers has a lot of not, my money. <laughs> it's not comparable, really, is it? Because Weight Watchers is there's a process by which you do X, you do Y, you lose weight. That formula isn't a secret. If you eat less calories and burn more a day, we all know we'll lose weight. That's not being hidden from no us. No way. <laughs> we all just choose not to. Yeah, we all go, no, thank you, Big Mac, thanks. <laughs> um, so that's not a surprise. There is no formula to business. 
So going to an event like that, he cannot guarantee that you'll get out of there with any better than you were when you came in. I mean, like we're talking a very expensive ticket, 4000 5000 up to 15000 a ticket. But I do feel with something like that, a lot of it then becomes on the person that attended. So if you put into place a lot of the things he says and you become motivated and you hustle, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he says. I've never paid the $10,000 to go. But <laughs> You pretty much you know, nailed it on the head. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you like, you know, think about yourself more and, you know, put yourself first and like whatever it is, if you actually put those into place, maybe you would be successful. So some of it would be on the consumer. So it's fine to Whereas, advertise the way that he does, full well knowing there'd be a good 80%, well, sorry, 99.9% well, because, failure yeah, rate. it's on them. But if you hire a shitty real estate agent, you can't help sell your own house. They have to do it. Yes, but you also can't help that get good advice at this event from a man who's never built really a business. Well, he's got a very big business. He charges $10,000 to get people in the room. <laughs> exactly right, but that, that's the business. It's, he doesn't built another business. Yeah, but you know what? Like Oprah and Kim Kardashian like him, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that all you it takes? You had to compare Oprah and I was like, oh, she <laughs> built her own network, so it's a bit different. Okay, I would never compare Oprah. Oprah is a queen. Um, yeah, anyway, I mean, I don't know. Again, I I just think it's it's comparable in the fact that he returns every year to these cities and speaks to a lot of people who will never do more than what they're doing right there. And what's the feedback from these people who have attended? Phenomenal. Really? How are they making the money to like get in the room again? They must be doing something. They say. Goodness. Mm. I think of better things to say about them. I mean, like a Gucci belt. belt. (laughs) And I'm not talking like, yeah, it was a cool event. I'm talking devout people when they leave, they're converted if they hadn't already been and they are like, my life has changed forever. But that's like multi-level marketing and it's finest as well. Like. <laughs> I don't think we have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Another can of worms. Yeah, the pyramid, real... that's the next episode. I think. Which, it is, but it is though, when you get that amount of people in the room like that and you're yeah. able to, you know, mm. I mean, look at the Kardashians. These are a group of people who are self-made, who've done blah, 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 you know, hate them whatever you want to, they've built an empire. They still go to the Tony Robbins events to get a kick. What? That's Why crazy. do you need a kick? They didn't just go to a kick. They went to the bloody 24-hour one where you were awake for 24 hours and he was on stage for like 24 hours I would hours be raging what? for 24 yeah. hours like, saying, what, what, where's it was my 20... snacks? I've had well, they provide I, snacks. I don't think it was where's my no nap? food. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could take yeah, your own nap like if you want to. 24 hours and the Kardashians were standing in like a mosh pit kind of thing when what? I saw that footage. Yeah, and amongst other people who paid 25000 yeah. a head to be Oprah there. Oprah goes to them. <laughs> no, that was just their Maybe it's like one of those secret Illuminati things, you know what I mean? Oh. Oh, my God. We certainly have done yeah. for that. <laughs> Area 51. We'll be on the whole podcast. <laughs> but they're almost different to me to an extent, though, because at someone at their level, I can understand why occasionally you need a tune up to mm. then get back on course. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're killing it. It's fine. It's the people who are losers who have no chance of anything happening ever, who he takes $4,000 from, who come back next year, who are still losers when they arrive. Yeah. They're losers when they leave but they feel good for 12 hours. I mean, Do you think he charges them to go there? What do you mean? I feel like it's more like a collab. No, like Kim. Oh, not Kim and yeah. them, they pay. Really? They're very public about paying, yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh. but again, though, I think like why wouldn't you – like I just think it's different for them. Like Tony, for example, he has four billion billionaire clients and they pay him $1 million a year, each four of them, for the privilege of having one phone call with him a week. And, and they call it a tune-up in that you get on the phone with him and he tunes you up and then he sends you back out. And they're all hedge fund guys. So if their headspace is wrong, they could lose hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. So it's different, but 
so for them, I could see it because it makes them feel good and therefore it applies mm. to their incredibly high-level work. The Kardashians are one of a similar sort of vibe, Oprah, whatever. It's the average person who's pushing trolleys who comes back every year and expects a change. Mm. So yeah. what sort of like life-changing advice is he even giving though? It's a feeling. It is the best way to just yeah. – what I've been told is the best way to describe it. He makes you feel – how to master your emotions and it's that sort of stuff. I'm sure you could just Google this yourself and say, how do I feel Well, there's a lot of free content that you probably could. Yeah. You see all those like inspirational quote videos. Yeah, it's just like got people like just working out. We could with, just like, go to Justin's guy. office for Married at First Sight and he's <laughs> a bunch of quotes the inspirational the quote. Yeah, yeah. we'll be fine. Which very similar to the $4,000 you paid to Tony. I'm sure he's super <laughs> offended listening to this. <laughs> but I mean – Yes, I agree with you. It's not the sort of content for me. But when you look at the vision of it and like YouTube it, the, it's actually like a concert. Mm. Like they are it's jumping up like and down. It's almost like a religious pastor yeah, kind of cult experience. It, it's cultist. Cult. It yeah, absolutely it is, is yeah. cultist. There's yeah. no doubt about it. It's the exact same mentality they have in pyramid schemes where they yeah. get the person on stage and it's the platinum, diamond, ultimate level person. <laughs> See, I think a lot of it has to do with like they're just upselling this, like they're using those sort of like buzzwords. Oh, yes. <laughs> See Instagram. They're using, you know, those words so people feel like it's going to be this amazing, phenomenal, Definitely. life-changing And then he sells you into a mastermind. So you pay $4,000 ahead to go to that, then he sells you on the last, the la- half of the last day, half of the last day he spends you selling you to his other products. You've spent $4,000 for a three-day event and the last half of a day he spends selling you another product. That's offensive to me, but he anyway. He probably gets everyone to like cut their hand and drain a bit of blood into something too. Like, well, you it know. wouldn't surprise me. And, and by blood you mean it's their wallets and they've cut and they're pouring more cash into his pocket. And that, I mean, that's what he does. And then you go into a mastermind. He has masterminds that are, I think his smallest is 5000 a month and they range up to 150000 a month. What? Like who's in that? I'm sorry, but if you if you can spend 150 grand a month, like you don't need this guy. Like no. you're already kind of doing all right for you're yourself. Yeah. Like. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, you're chilling. Live your life. <laughs> we had a client that when we first started with them, they had a, a life coach. Was it what was he called? A business coach. A business coach, okay, but he was also oh, knowing he, also that. he dabbled the in the life coach. Yeah. <laughs> he did the dabbling. No, well, we, knowing that client, he would have liked the life coaching stuff too. Sometimes we are his life coach. But um, he had a business coach that so he was paying a lot every month for to do nothing but to make him feel good about his decisions and help him be more decisive. Is that, is that a similar thing? But he was never more successful because of that guy, but it made him more empowered. I mean, uh, look, I'm, I'm not a business coach kind of person. I couldn't have someone do that for me. But uh, so I, if I could have Oprah giving me motivational stuff every day, I think I'd be a winner. <laughs> But, I mean, I can assure you this person didn't have Oprah sitting in this corner. <laughs> it wasn't a choice of Oprah or no Oprah. But it ultimately was just a guy that you sit there with. I mean, look, I think that oftentimes a business coach is just a third party. To bounce ideas off. Yeah, to just look at something from the outside. And I think that's just if you choose to have that as a paid individual rather than someone that's close to you, if you're not confident in your own ideas or whatever, then, you know, some people have that. But ultimately that's what this that's what I think most business coaches are. They're just someone who isn't as close to it as you and so they see it a bit more objectively than you may see mm. it rather than having specific advice. But certainly this person that you're referring to, I mean, they were just former military. And whilst I have all the respect in the world for someone who serves in the army because it's certainly something I could never do, at no point are you taught anything business-related in the army, as far as I'm aware. And having- you are taught to be decisive, so that's obviously where he was helping you, I would think. 
Yeah, see, but again, being decisive in a situation like that as opposed to decisive in a situation like business is totally different, taking into Mm. account different factors and whatnot. I mean, there's a certain criterion you assess things by if you're in the army. There's certainly not a criterion if you're in business. I mean, it's too subjective. But that was his qualification that he served in the army, which again, love all those people who do that, but I don't think that qualifies you for anything. Boot camp. Well, it qualifies you to fight for the country. <laughs> it does not qualify you. And that's the kind of support advice. you need in your decision. Apparently, <laughs> it's yeah, and that's which again that has an inherent value to it, doesn't it? If you're if you've been in the army and they quote off those special regiments that you're in that sound mm, real yeah. complex and fancy, that has an implied value to a consumer, I think. And leveraging that, I guess, is smart. Or is it so fraud? the moral of the story really is we're not sure. Amber, where do you land on this? I'm not sure. This is oh. just... Oh, I thought you were going in there for yeah, I am I, against yeah, it. Well, I really like, that too. it's so hard to pinpoint it, you know what I mean? But in general, I like. I guess I would say I'm against it. But it's it's so it's so hard to pinpoint it. I don't <laughs> Let know. Me get, here we go. Here's even more Give me a, oh, very a solid question. Give you a solid question. Yeah. If I start an Instagram account tomorrow and I buy 100,000 followers and I buy the likes to go along with it, from there, the content I have is incredible. Therefore, it grows to half a million people. Was it wrong that I bought the first 100 because that gave me the kickstart? Yes, it's wrong. Yep. 100%. 100%. Bye. See you later. You have a basically knowing her favourite, like her most hated thing in life, which is your buying back Well, I'm trying to give her a decisive answer and that to me is the, that is the exact same like thing as buying face. the belt or whatever. If you buy, look, I mean, there's a very famous Australian example who bought a lot of followers up front and became one of Australia's first really large influencers. They were bought to begin with, off the back of it grew a, a substantial following of their own and they've lived with this brand ever since. Now, they were fine because they did it so early on, it was before anyone even knew you could buy them or really what Instagram even was. But the point being, if you do that as your kickstart and then your content is good enough to achieve you know, that growth, the ones who are truly despicable are the ones who are buying them and then are so shit anyway that they can't even get the account to grow because mm. they're no good and they've never had the talent. But if the person does it and then, you know, because some people come across accounts. I mean, there's a there's an account that we found ages ago, um, Nikki Viana, her name is. Her account's completely fraudulent. The whole thing's false, right? Mm-hmm. And she's buying everything very complexly, getting paid posts from people on Snapchat and then saying, go over to my Instagram and leave little teacups so I know you're my Snap fan, that she buys teacup comments. Oh, my God. Like there's a substantial fraud that's going over there. Anyway, that account is 3 point something million followers. She has a record deal oh off the back of it, God. right? She's got Khloe Kardashian following her. Oh. She's got – because she bought enough that it was enough to get attention, she's verified, she's got all the stuff. you can't mm. fake her voice though, can you? So she did have the talent to back it up is the issue. There you go. Or I mean, like, but I mean, I think she's one of those DJs that just dances that's behind ridiculous. a deck. That's ridiculous. You know, yeah, see, that's what talent. angers me is that people buy a massive amount of followers to start off with because they're putting it out there that they're this, this, and this, and then people follow them because they think, oh, they're so they popular, they have this many followers, they must be worth following, and then that's how they grow from there. Mm. But it's like they're fake from the start. It's like if they were starting from zero, no one would want to follow. Exactly, them. no one's going to follow no. an account that has two hundred followers. You're exactly like, exactly right. If only 200 people follow this person, like, they're not putting out great content. (laughs) Do you think it's negatively, though, about someone who starts in business and gets half a million dollars from their parents versus gets nothing? Oh, Sam, that's another podcast. No, but no, I think that's fine. I think that's fine. 
I have no problem with it either. I mean, yeah. if, if I if I had the access yeah. to it, I'd have been yeah. taking it. If Let I me bloody yeah, tell yeah. you. No one's think, turning it away. Yeah. But is it not you're starting from a base that's an artificial yeah. base to an extent in that it's not yours? And you, I mean, everyone hammers Trump for this, for example, that he started with all of his dad's money and therefore he took like $3 million and turned it into a multi-billion dollar empire. Mm. So can he be ripped off because if he didn't have the $3 million, he would never have had it. Do you know what I mean? Do you, is that a discount? Because you started with the three million, then well, you don't deserve the billions that you built. But it's like being born into like royalty, or um, you know, being like a spawn of a celebrity couple or something. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's just like you're born into that in a way. Like you're gonna have an advantage over someone. And on Instagram, you can buy the advantage. Yeah, but the, like I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it. That's what I think is interesting. Anyway, I don't, I, I I don't agree with don't that have at any all. Problem. But yeah. I just think it's interesting that you can buy the advantage. In like, I think it's okay yeah. as long as now. So say you buy two million and you have two point five million, and you're selling like sponsored posts. I don't agree with that. Like if a majority of your followers are fake, but if you bought it, if you bought it three or four years ago, by now they're mostly f- true because fake followers drop off. Yes, yeah, certainly to an extent, depending on the service that you are, because some of them replace them as they delete them. Look, yeah. I think if you're buying to the magnitude, like tomorrow if you bought a million followers, I don't think there's any recovery from that, no matter how great your content is. I think if you buy a, a solid base and you're good enough, like a 50 or 100,000, and you're able to grow it up to a million, mm. then I feel like whilst you're a despicable person because I don't like people doing it, mm. my point is what you have done there, and it's hard, the the publicist in me hates the person, but the business person in me thinks, well, it's just smart. You saw a market, you saw how to quickly attack the market and how to manipulate the audience that are on it by acquiring these followers, growing them even further, and then, you know, doing whatever you want to do with the account or it grows to a certain level. So it's, do you know what I mean? Like it's hard to... Yeah. We've solved Mm. nothing in this podcast, guys. Aaron, did you come up with a definitive answer? No, 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 I'm still fence-sitting. Excellent. Yeah, I'm still kind of like, oh, it's all right. No, it's not all right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I feel like if there's anyone listening, we should have them tell us somewhere what they think. Sam, where do you want people to reach well, us? Well, I, I don't know. They can reach us anywhere. I really don't mind. But I think it's very interesting. I mean, hit us up on the Instagram or comment on this podcast. Probably not appropriate to comment on the podcast because it's very specific to one episode. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would love to hear anyone's feedback because I think it's a fascinating concept around whether or not it's right or wrong. Mm. Does the end justify the means, I guess, mm. is the uh, is the question. DM us at. Spin and Co. You know it. S P I N A N D C O. Because you can't have that uh, that and sign symbol. there. Yeah, the and symbol. Anyway, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Spin and Co. Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting app or the Apple Podcast app, of course, and follow us on social media at Spin and Co. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.